Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. I got a little bit of extra for you. It is February 23rd, 2023. I am your host, J.D. from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Thursday afternoons, wherever you may be, man. We got a loaded show for you guys today, man. And we're going to talk about the Vince McMahon narrative that seemingly pops up every six weeks or so. That Vince McMahon is back in creative. People are worried that Vince McMahon is back in creative. There was a superstar, a superstar that will remain nameless, who reached out to Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful last night saying that he felt Vince McMahon was back in creative. So everybody runs with the story. People pick it up. They report about it. And it gets everybody worried. And then we got others coming out exclaiming, Vince is not in charge. Vince McMahon is not in charge. This was vehemently said to us by WWE. No shit. No shit. What the fuck are they going to tell you? That Vince McMahon is back in charge? If Vince was in charge, do you think that you'll hear about it? I don't understand it. It really is just so mind-boggling to me. And then nobody pieces this shit together. They all run with it. Give me your $5 and please listen to my bullshit report. I don't need, you don't need a fucking paywall to know that Vince McMahon is back in charge. I don't get it. I don't get it. Top guy this, top guy that. Wrong report here and wrong report there. I don't know why anybody listens to this garbage. We're going to really blow some shit up today because I'm really sick and tired of the fucking inconsistencies that we see in the community. Everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon of, oh, yeah, this, 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 this. You don't know shit. You don't know shit. We're going to talk about Sami Zayn as well. Sami Zayn, apparently, WWE is worried that Sami Zayn is going to steal Cody Rhodes' thunder going into WrestleMania. It's already started. But is it something that WWE needs to worry about? No. The only thing that WWE needs to worry about is booking the fucking match. Making Cody and Roman feel important. 
because they dropped the ball on Monday. I don't know why anybody's concerned. We're six weeks away still from WrestleMania. You have time to make things right. The longer you wait and the longer you worry, then things are not going to go the way that you want them to. We're going to go over that and much more right here on the podcast. I appreciate you guys joining me tonight, man. Please hit that thumbs up. I would really appreciate it. Let's try for 1,000 likes today on Off The Scripts. Make sure you guys get those Super Chats in as well. We'll hang out at the end of the show. You guys have the floor to do and say whatever you want via the Super Chats. Memberships are open. Get them on in. And make sure you guys hit that Join button. We are going to be coming to you live from my mother's basement very soon. The place to be. The place where everybody wants to be. Throwing those stereotypes right out the fucking window. My mother's basement. Coming soon to the OTS venue. And please make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And go check out all the other content on the channel. You guys have plenty of it. YouTube shorts. We were live, Jesse and I, for AEW Dynamite last night, which did over a million viewers last night. Tony Khan's a fucking genius, man. Tony Khan and his important announcement got AEW Dynamite over a million viewers last night. Wow. Unbelievable. Where are the fucking AEW uh, haters at? Where are they at? I don't hear them today, huh? Yeah, they seem uh, very, very quiet, man. They may have retreated to their basements, for all we know. And please make sure you guys check out my sponsor for today's show. We are sponsored today by Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com, code SCRIPT20 at checkout. Make sure you guys go get yourself the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. I used it today, man. I mean, I look fucking fantastic. So I don't know why you guys aren't going to go out and do the same Make sure you go check out Manscaped, manscaped.com, code script 20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. All right, man, we're going to start off with uh, the Elimination Chamber. WWE loves to tout their numbers and their statistics. WWE touted this week that the Elimination Chamber broke all-time gate records for that specific premium live event. WWE announced this week that the 2023 Elimination Chamber, which emanated from the Bell Center in Montreal, became the WWE's highest grossing and most viewed Elimination Chamber in company history. Viewership for the Chamber this year saw a 54% increase versus the previous record set in 2022. Last year's Chamber was fucking god-awful. I don't know why anybody would be looking at that as, oh my God, man. Yeah, the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I mean, it's not really all that difficult to break last year's record when last year's record, or show rather, was fucking terrible. So it was going to be easy to beat last year's record. It also marked the largest gate ever for any WWE event held in Montreal and the largest gate in WWE history for the Elimination Chamber. In addition, The Chamber broke the all-time event merchandise record and generated the highest-grossing priority pass fan experience packages for any of the non-Big Five premium live events through WWE's partnership with On Location. Elimination Chamber sponsorship revenue was up nearly 300% versus 2022. On social media, any content featuring WWE superstars Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn generated nearly 20 million views across all of WWE's social media platforms. 
But then you got geeks who want Vince McMahon back in charge. Then you got people wanting the old man back, getting rid of Triple H. Then, then you got people telling me, oh, yeah, Triple H hasn't made a difference. Are you fucking serious? Triple H hasn't made a difference? Matt, now listen, I, I'm not going to place this, and I've said this in the past, I'm not going to squarely place this at the behest of Triple H. This is not all Paul Levesque's doing. But this is what happens when you have a hot, hot, hot storyline like the Bloodline Sami Zayn going into your biggest shows of the year. This is what happens. And this is something that I really want Tony Khan and AEW to start really getting on board with, starting to adopt some long-term booking. Maybe if they did, and maybe if we had some long-term booking, AEW Revolution would be sold out by now. It is very, very bizarre that AEW doesn't have Revolution sold out. The previous installments of Revolution were sold out instantly. And WWE is claiming this success. You know, Triple H definitely has a huge hand in it. The creative process and the storytelling definitely has a huge hand in it. The characters that they've developed over this nine, ten-month period certainly have a hand in it. Vince McMahon being ousted, thankfully, certainly has a huge hand in it. If AEW just did one of those things and gave us storytelling, Revolution wouldn't be looking at 2,000 seats still left open in San Francisco. Maybe their ratings would be a little bit more consistent, like SmackDown's ratings have been consistent, and Raw has been over two in the rating. It's just common sense. WWE is hot right now. You can't really refute that. And good for them. Change has happened. This is change. Triple H is best for business. Obviously, with the numbers, that is apparent. WWE is only going to continue to get better. Like I said, give it time. Triple H hasn't even been there a full year yet. He got into the seat in August. SummerSlam was his first show. Then we got everything that we've got leading up to where we are right now going into WrestleMania. He is still operating with a Vince McMahon roster. Everything that he took over from Vince McMahon is still a Vince McMahon roster. We didn't have a dra- we haven't had a draft in how long? He's still operating with, you know, blueprints that Vince McMahon had laid out. He's just trying to get through it and get through WrestleMania season. Who knows what that man does in his off time? Who knows what ideas that man comes up with? In his off time, who knows what the roster is going to look like this year if we get another draft. All the returns that came back, all the people that Triple H brought back that Vince McMahon fired. Oh, oh yeah, they suck. Oh, they're not really making a difference. Oh, this, oh, that. Give it time. Give it time. Right now, they're getting any type of TV time that they can get. But why is Triple H going to push something when plans were already in place? He adopted all these storylines. That doesn't mean he's got to stick with those storylines, but he's going to follow the blueprint as closely as possible. And then when he gets to WrestleMania and finishes WrestleMania, those blueprints are going to blow up. Guarantee you the Raw after Mania is going to be a very different WWE. We're going to get new roster members. We're going to get NXT call-ups. We're going to get a lot that we haven't seen before. New pushes, new feuds. That's when you should really focus in on what Triple H is set out to do. Right now, this is just this is just a cherry on top of the fucking cake. This is great news.
And I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for WWE succeeding because for so long, we've been without our WWE, and I feel like there are more people now invested in what's going on than any time I've been doing this show. Excellent news. WWE backstage morale. You would think that with this news of the Elimination Chamber that the morale backstage would be sky high going into WrestleMania. Everybody's excited about WrestleMania, right, and where we're going. Sami Zayn's hot. Everybody should be excited. Backstage morale is supposedly waning ahead of a potential WWE sale. For years, WWE talent have walked on eggshells because of the environment that Vince McMahon created backstage. They didn't speak up. They didn't say anything. They all stood in line like good little soldiers. And they listened to what Vince McMahon thought was best. Meanwhile, everything that Vince McMahon regurgitated was probably worst for business. The atmosphere over the years has been described as tense. And there have been multiple reports about morale being dirt low with Vince McMahon in charge. In recent months, the word got around backstage that things are looser. It's more of a family environment, a family atmosphere. People enjoy coming to work. It's almost as if people love working there now because Vince McMahon is not there. Apparently, the mood backstage has begun to change as McMahon continues to work on getting the WWE sold. The uncertainty of what a sale will mean has led to morale sinking low again. PW Insider's Mike Johnson described things backstage as the eggshells starting to return to the company and that unbridled energy that Triple H and Stephanie brought is starting to fade away. Johnson said that he doesn't hear it as much from the wrestlers, but from the people who work backstage. It was noted that it's not as terrible as things once were, but people are starting to feel the energy waning because when the company gets sold, it's inevitable that changes are coming. Oftentimes, when new owners come aboard, you see a house cleaning. Nick Khan has stated that they are hoping to have the company sold within three months, just before the next round of TV and streaming negotiation deals. I want to go back and what Johnson said here because it's really eye-opening to those who want to listen and understand the words being used in the report. He says he doesn't hear it as much from the wrestlers, but from the backstage people, like the producers and the, the cameramen, everybody else backstage but the actual locker room. Why is that? Why is that? Is Vince McMahon in charge already in some capacity to a point where the wrestlers don't want to speak up? That's a pretty that's a pretty solid comment there. That's a solid statement in that report that really nobody is focusing in on. The wrestlers aren't saying shit. Why is that? It certainly sounds like Vince McMahon is backstage or in some sort of role backstage that the wrestlers do not want to speak up and haven't said anything in regards to Vince McMahon or how things are now differing backstage. Pretty bizarre, don't you think? It's noted that it's not as terrible as things once were, 
But people are starting to feel the energy waning because when the company sold, it's inevitable that things are going to change. Really? Who's been the one guy vehemently telling you that when the company sold, that things are going to change? Why do you think Vince McMahon is back? Why do you think Vince is at the captain's position trying to get the company sold? This is Vince McMahon's only way back into achieving ultimate power. It is not about the sale of the fucking company. How many times do I need to repeat my fucking self? It is not about the sale of the company. It's never about the sale of the company. It's about getting him what he wants. He is a selfish son of a bitch. The company can be sold without Vince McMahon. That's why they brought Nick Khan on board. This was his job, not Vince's job. Vince was the only one that could say yes or no. He didn't need to negotiate any deals. This is what Nick Khan's job was. Now Nick Khan is underneath Vince. Vince is the fucking guy in charge again, head of the board of directors. He doesn't need the fucking shareholders anymore. He's excommunicated them. He got rid of the entire fucking board to swing power in his direction. Fucking how many of them quit? How many of them did he fire to bring back his own cronies? Certainly sounds like things are not heading in the direction that we, as a fan base, want to hear. When the company is sold, I don't know what changes are coming. I don't know if there's going to be a proverbial cleaning house or firings. We don't even know who the fucking company's going to be sold to. For all we know, it could be Saudi Arabia. Vince wants $9 billion for the company. Vince is going to be dead set on $9 billion. I don't see it going below $8 billion, to be quite honest with you. The market cap is $6.5 billion for the WWE. Vince is not selling for $6.5 billion. He's going to seek more, and he's going to actively seek more. Seven point five eight. I don't see it going below eight. I don't. That's what he believes the company's worth. And he's going to do everything in his power to get that $8 billion. I don't know who's going to pay. Comcast is not in the running because they have no interest because of a supposed merger with Warner Discovery. Then we have Endeavor. Endeavor is going to need financial backing to get WWE sold to them. I don't know how much that's going to take, how much resources, how much energy from them it's going to take to buy WWE. Disney, aren't they losing subscribers and aren't they closing shit down and firing employees? I mean, I don't know where Disney falls into this, but I don't want WWE to go to Disney. For all we fucking know, they don't know anything about pro wrestling. The fuck do they want WWE for? That's exactly what I want. Disney promotion on WWE Network or on WWE app. Imagine fucking Mickey Mouse coming out promoting some bullshit on Monday Night Raw. Hey, we got Donald Duck and Goofy. Give me a fucking break. We don't want WWE to go to Disney. That would be a fucking nightmare. Then they go to Amazon. They're not really looking to do anything. I mean, they got their own fucking problems. Netflix, they got their own fucking problems. The Saudis, they're the only ones here looking like they are free and clear of anything. They got how much? How much? I mean, it's unlimited to how much they want to spend. Vince wants $9 billion? They'll pay 12 That's the way I feel it's going to go. He don't give a fuck who it's sold to. As long as Vince is in charge, he doesn't care. He'll sell it to anybody.
It's what he wants. Vince will kill his own company. How many times have we talked about this? Then we get the report. And I seen this on the way home from the gym yesterday. I'm like, here we go. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At least one WWE talent believes Vince is back in charge. This is an anonymous talent. Obviously, his name or her name will not be revealed. Nobody knows who it is. Several wrestling reporters have moved to squash rumors that once again arose last night that Vince McMahon is back on the creative team which started going around online yesterday afternoon. Fightful tweeted that somebody within WWE had told them they believed Vince had returned to creative, though he was unable, Sap, to confirm. A few hours, of course he was, unable to confirm. A few hours later, having consulted with WWE sources, that would be in the position to know, Sapp stated that these fears are unfounded. No shit, they're unfounded. Between the two, Sean Ross Sapp and Wade Keller. Wade Keller then comes out and says that he's been told that Vince is not back in creative. No shit. No shit. Meanwhile, Brian Alvarez said also that Vince McMahon is not in charge. So we get, we get one report going around that Sap puts out, puts it behind a paywall. It's a big fucking story. Who's going to want to sign up to go hear that story? You know where that story is now? It doesn't fucking exist. It's not on Fightful. It's nowhere behind their paywall. They didn't even bother posting the fucking follow-up. Do you want to know why? Because it doesn't exist. It's fake. How many fucking times do we hear that Vince McMahon is back in creative? How many times? This is now what? The second or third time we've heard this? Second or third time that we've heard this. Why? Why are reports like this going out and then automatically, the same day, within the hour, debunked? Ah, it's not true. Ah, yeah, Vince is not in charge. Something, something's going on. This news is coming from somewhere. There's something going on. Something's going on backstage that fucking somebody in the fucking company 
said something. There's anybody that knows it's someone on the active roster. They're back there. They see, they know, they hear. Why is this shit being reported and then automatically pulled back as if nothing happened? Because where there is smoke, there is fire. Do I think Vince McMahon is back in charge? I'm honestly 50-50 on it. But if you were to ask me legitimately, do I think Vince McMahon is back in charge? I'm going to give you the answer of not yet. Not yet. Do I expect him to be back in charge? You better fucking believe it. Like my life fucking depended on it. Do I think Vince McMahon's being back in charge or going to be back in charge in WWE? Something was going around. And shit like this doesn't fucking help either. WWE themselves are to blame. WWE are to blame. Maybe this is the fucking reason why this anonymous source reached out to SAP and said, I think Vince McMahon is back in charge. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. WWE posted this. And this is one of many that WWE posted. There's one with LA Knight. There's one with Charlotte Flair. There's one with Rhea Ripley. There's one with Bianca Belair, I believe. There's one with Roman Reigns, as you see here. It says, Roman Reigns, WWE Universal Champion, in an advertisement, a Hollywood mock-up advertisement for WrestleMania. What does it say there at the bottom? Directed by Vince McMahon. Directed by Vince McMahon. Why? Why is that there? Why is that on this poster? I don't get it. I really don't understand it. And you expect people to not get worried about this? I don't understand why anybody looking at this is not fucking worried, to be honest with you. Ridiculous. It is absolutely fucking ridiculous that something like that is able to be made and then go out there and nobody is supposed to worry about it. Do you want to know what the definition of a director is? The definition of a director is a person who is in charge of an activity, a department, or an organization. That is the definition of a director. I'm sorry, if Vince McMahon is not in charge, why is he on a fucking advertisement as director of WrestleMania? Isn't Triple H in charge of the creative team? Isn't this, isn't this Triple H's production? Isn't he in charge of getting everything that we see on television ready for WrestleMania? But why is Vince McMahon there? It's almost as if they're fucking trolling you. Now, see, now people are going to, people are already using the excuse of, oh, yeah, it's Vince's company and blah, blah, blah. And WrestleMania is his baby. He is WrestleMania. Bullshit. Fuck off. How could it be his baby? Like, I understand it's his baby. I get it. Vince is WWE. He created WrestleMania. It's his greatest creation. Fine. Great. No shit. Like the fucking sun sets and rises every fucking day. I get it. But if you think this was done inconspicuously like this and nobody was going to find out about it, 
I mean, we're in the age of social media. Of course someone's going to fucking see that. You see how fucking chicken scratch that writing is. It's like, have blurred out. Oh, yeah, they're not going to pick up on it. They're not going to see it. They won't know it. You kidding me? The fucking first day I seen these advertisements go out, people were already claiming directed by Vince McMahon. What is this about? If Vince wasn't in charge, if Vince wasn't in charge, why is his name on the advertisement? Vince supposedly has nothing to do with creative. So why are you putting his name out there as director of WrestleMania 39 when we are to believe that it is Triple H who's running the WWE going into WrestleMania 39? And then you wonder why people are worried. Vince will be back in charge. Everybody is in denial, and they're trying to say to you that everything is fine. Meanwhile, nobody, even his own son-in-law, Triple H doesn't know shit. You fucking kidding me? He said it at the media scrum after elimination show. I stay out of that regarding a sale of the company. The fucked up thing is people are so fucking stupid on Twitter that they don't believe something like this could actually happen. People are so naive when it comes to WWE and Vince McMahon potentially being back. They are so fucking blinded. Oh, well, Sap said it wasn't true. Let me believe Sap. Why are you lying? Like Sap knows anything. Triple H came out weeks ago and said, yes, I yield phone calls from Vince McMahon in regards to creative. We bounce creative back and forth on what's going on. No, but Sap wouldn't lie. Triple H said it himself that he talks to Vince McMahon in regards to creative. Triple H came out and said that some of the storyline that you're that you're witnessing on TV with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is being also overlooked by Vince McMahon. Maybe you missed those fucking reports. I didn't. I don't miss shit, especially when it comes to this fucking guy. The proof is in the pudding. Meanwhile, you want to say, oh, yeah, 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 sap, 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 Meltzer, 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 and all this other shit. Wade Keller said no. I don't give a fuck what Wade Keller said. I don't give a shit what anybody says about Vince McMahon. Why do you need a fucking paywall to know that Vince is in charge or not? That's the better fucking question. Like, you don't know when Vince is going to be back in charge? Now, we got segments announced on SmackDown. We got segments announced going into Monday. How often did you get segments announced on Monday Night Raw while Vince was in charge? You could go to WWE.com and find out what's happening on Monday Night Raw, and nothing will be posted up until about 7.50 p.m. Eastern. Nothing. You won't know jack shit that's happening on that show until you actually watch the show. Typical 101, booking 101, Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard move. Give them nothing. Why is that? Because nothing was creatively set upon. How many times did we hear scripts were written and ripped up by Vince McMahon? It was almost a weekly fucking thing. It was like a comedy show. Scripts were written up, and let me fucking tell you something. When you watched a Raw and you seen whatever happened on that particular show, 
immediately, like clockwork, we'd come on here. Man, this felt like a Monday Night Raw that Vince wrote and then ripped up halfway through the fucking show and had to rewrite it as the show was live on USA Network. How many times did we go out there and say that? How many reports have you heard of Triple H ripping up a script? Zero. Zero. Vince would never announce things in advance, a week in advance. We'd never get any advertisements for what's happening on next week's show while, we're, while we are watching the current show. Like, why do, you need a, why do you need a paywall to know if Vince McMahon's back in charge? Do, do you want to know why I think Vince McMahon could potentially have some sort of role in WrestleMania? I'm not even looking at the fucking advertisement. I'm not even looking at the pictures that I just showed you with Roman Reigns directed by Vince McMahon. Otis. Not Otis. Omas. Never mind Otis. The fact that the fucking Maximum Male models are on TV too is very sus, sus for sure. Omas. He was on Monday Night Raw and challenged Brock Lesnar for a WrestleMania match in Los Angeles. Omas hasn't been on television. I can count on one fucking hand. The amount of times that Omas has been on television in this year alone. Why is Omas on WWE TV challenging Brock Lesnar to a match at WrestleMania? I mean, just think about that. Again, I ask you, why do you need a paywall to know if Vince McMahon's back in charge? Watch the fucking show. Watch the show. There is absolutely, from nobody, no journalist, no content creator, no fan, there's nobody that should be able or allowed to actually question why you think Vince McMahon is in charge while looking at that fucking match potentially happening at WrestleMania. Omos versus Brock Lesnar, you mean to tell me that you don't think Vince McMahon gave Triple H that fucking opinion of a match? Ah, we can't have... Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. No, 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 no. We need the Colossus against the Beast. On what fucking planet do you believe Triple H would book Omos and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? On what fucking planet? Under no circumstances. And you could think whatever you want about Triple H under no circumstances circumstances do I believe that Triple H would ever in a thousand fucking lifetimes book Brock Lesnar versus Omos at WrestleMania. Triple H, as soon as he got on board, we didn't see Omos on television for at least three months. As soon as Triple H took over, he went bye-bye. Does nobody think back to that? Where did Omos go? Omos was on TV Weekly when Vince McMahon was there. As soon as Triple H took over, we didn't hear a fucking peep from Omos. Not one. Yet you want me to believe that Triple H all of a sudden is going to promote Omos on the road to WrestleMania over anybody else that potentially could make WrestleMania's card better. You want me to believe Triple H firmly said, you know what, I think I'm going to go with that idea of Omos and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's number one. So if you told me, yeah, man, I think Vince McMahon's back in charge, I mean, proof is in the pudding right there. That's not a Triple H match. I don't give a fuck what Sap says. That's not a Triple H match. No. 
That's a Vince McMahon idea. That's a Vince McMahon fucking thought. Oh, I don't mind the match happening. Why do you have a problem with that match happening? Why are you hanging on that to think Vince McMahon's back in charge? I mean, maybe you guys are watching a different fucking show than I am. It is a Vince McMahon idea. Do you genuinely believe Vince McMahon woke up at the start of 2023 and was going to allow his son-in-law to completely book all of WrestleMania 39, night one and night two. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. There was no way on this fucking planet that Vince McMahon was going to allow himself to not have a say or much say in WrestleMania this year. So Omos Brock Lesnar's number one. Let's go back and look at the women's division. Let's go back and look at what's currently happening in the women's division right now. This is another fucking, this is another nugget that you're not going to hear from Sapp's paywall or Wade Keller's paywall. Give me a fucking break. Lita. Lita is back on television. Sure thing. Sure thing. I want to hear people tell me that that's not a Vince McMahon idea as well. Triple H hired how many women to join the WWE In 2022, going into 2023, how many legends did you see on the women's side compete in the Royal Rumble? How many? One? The only one I could honestly think of at this time, because I I mean, I don't really give a shit who was in there. How many women on the legends side competed in the women's Royal Rumble this year? It was The Undertaker's wife, and that was it. Michelle McCool was the only one. What was the mentality of Triple H? What was the mentality of Triple H going into the Women's Royal Rumble and bringing back so many women that Vince McMahon just let go for no reason? I want to load up the women's division because it was sorely lacking depth. I am tired of using legend after legend after legend that don't offer any value to the company in its current state right now. I would rather use returning stars, give them a role, or dip into the NXT women's division, which right now is very deep, and use them in the women's division. Triple H could have easily gone out there and did the Vince McMahon thing and call up Trish and call up Lita and call up fucking Candice Michelle and whoever else they want to fucking put in there, Alicia Fox and all these other fucking nobodies to put them in the Women's Royal Rumble. Yet you want me to believe, you want me to believe that Triple H from January to now all of a sudden changed his fucking tune on using legends going into WrestleMania? I'm sorry, I don't even know where the fuck Lita makes sense in all of this. One of the most random endings to a Monday Night Raw that I've seen in many years. All of a sudden, Lita shows up and helps Becky Lynch win a steel cage match. How much of that was a Vince McMahon decision? Oh, we need more star power at WrestleMania. Let's call up Lita. And Trish. Yet Triple H wanted to use current talent. You want me to believe Triple H called up Lita? And wanted Lita on the road to WrestleMania? How many other 
legends are going to be used at WrestleMania? How many, here's a better question, how many legends are needed for WrestleMania? The show sold out. The ratings are bigger and higher than they were before with Vince McMahon in charge. What the fuck do you need, Lita or Trish or Steve Austin or The Rock? Clearly, The Rock would make sense with his finalized conclusion to the Roman tribal chief story, but we can't get Dwayne. But do we need, do we need any one of those talents? No. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lita was also a Vince McMahon idea and Trish was a Vince McMahon idea because as far as I'm concerned, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were paired together to go after the tag team championships. Seemingly looks like plans were changed on the fly there. Triple H is LTB. Vince McMahon is let's book shit by the seat of our fucking dick. That's what he thinks. Vince doesn't give a shit about long-term booking. Where is Shayna and Ronda going to fit into WrestleMania? Because by the current way things are playing out, it's going to be Becky and Lita and Trish versus Damage Control. Where does Ronda and Shayna Baszler fit into WrestleMania plans when they were originally planned to wrestle Damage Control for the Women's Tag Team Championships? No, but Vince needed Lita at WrestleMania because there's no star power going into WrestleMania. You don't need a fucking paywall. To know if Vince McMahon's back in charge. I would be the first to tell you that Vince McMahon is back in charge. The first motherfucker to tell you that Vince McMahon's back in charge. Do I feel Vince is back in charge? No. I don't. Nothing that I see on Monday Night Raw, nothing that I see on SmackDown has ultimately changed. For the worse. You will know. Things have gotten better. If you... If you have not seen the change that Triple H has made, now, granted, the show feels largely the same because, let's be honest, three hours of Monday Night Raw is a fucking just absolute... It is disgusting to sit through. No matter who's in charge. Three hours of anything is disgusting to to sit through. The show has changed. There have been changes on the show. Most definitely. If you don't think that there have been changes on the show, you are watching a completely different program than all of us. And if you don't think that there are changes on the show, for some weird fucking reason, you want Vince back in charge more than Triple H, thinking that the show was better under Vince McMahon than it is currently under Triple H, and I don't understand that line of thinking at all. You must be one brain-dead fucking motherfucker if you think what Vince McMahon did was better than what Triple H is doing. There is so much more positive to Triple H running this thing than Vince McMahon running Raw and SmackDown. But you will know if Vince McMahon is running the show. If things get sorted on Monday Night Raw and go from planned segments and this and that to scripts being written up, you go to WWE.com and there's nothing on there because they don't have any creative plans going out on the show, if segments are being cut, if they're announced one week and then they get cut the day of, something's up there. That's not what Triple H does. If you start to see dick jokes and piss jokes and disgusting humor, if you see a 24-7 title segment, if you see matches getting cut short, which we have seen a lot lately, We go from, that's another fucking thing. 
Go look at the Monday Night Raw. Soon as Triple H took over, those first couple of Monday Night Raws, we were getting Monday Night Raw at three hours of four or five matches tops. Not eight, not nine matches. We went from 15-minute matches to now nine matches, and some of them go two or three minutes. You need to tell me that Vince McMahon is not fucking influencing that show as well just based on that fucking number? Go, and I'm not, I know I'm not losing my mind. Go and watch those Monday Night Raws back when Triple H first took off. We were getting Monday Night Raws with five, four or five matches, 15 to 20 minutes each. Wrestling. Now, most of the wrestling still exists, but you're getting a lot more. Yeah, let's throw a two-minute match in there. I mean, Ali and Ziggler went two minutes on Monday Night Raw. On what planet do you see Ali and Ziggler, two fantastic pro wrestlers, Go two minutes. You don't think something's up there? You don't think the maximum male models being back on TV? You don't think something's up? You don't think that was a Vince McMahon? Hey, I'm going to suggest this. Let's get them back on TV. As long as something that I did is still existing on the current TV. Maximum male models. I mean, where did they go when Triple H took over? You didn't even fucking see them or hear about them. You didn't hear them breathe. Backstage, all of a sudden, they just reemerge on SmackDown and Eller on Monday Night Raw trying to recruit Otis. You will know if Vince McMahon is back in charge. How do I know? Watch the fucking show. Watch the show. That's all. I don't really understand this shit. But I'm tired of the denial. I really am tired of the denial in the community. Oh, Vince is not in charge. Oh, yeah, Sap didn't say it, so it can't be true. I mean, I don't know why you people continue to put your money and your trust in something and people in the community when they themselves promised the fucking follow-up and we got no fucking follow-up because the follow-up, there is none. And the initial report made everybody look like a fucking idiot. Watch the show. You don't need to give people money to find out what's going on in the community. You don't. Especially if Vince McMahon's back in charge. But the one thing that I said, the denial in the community is the one thing that is so angering to me. As if people think that this is not a possibility. Like this could not happen. This will not happen. This is not going to happen. Vince is not going to be back in charge. The likelihood of it happening is now greater than ever before. Do you honestly think I want to sit here and tell you that Vince McMahon is back in charge? Do you think I like telling you that the likelihood of Vince McMahon being back in charge is now higher than it was at any other time in this entire situation? I don't get it. I don't really get it. Watch the show. You will know when Vince McMahon is back in charge. Moving on with the rest of the fucking news. John Cena. He's advertised for an upcoming WWE Raw ahead of WrestleMania. Email got sent out this week that John Cena will be on the March 6th episode of Monday Night Raw from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. This is the hometown of the former WWE champion. As of this writing... He's not advertised for any other shows. According to WrestleTix, the show sold 7,700 tickets with 2,089 still available before the announcement was made. 
Both WrestleTix and Dave Meltzer confirmed that WWE sold 2,000 tickets in just two days following Cena being added to the show. Cena still has that star power that is unmatched by anybody in WWE. Still, and he's not even there maybe once or twice a year. Meltzer brought up on The Observer that Cena also sold a notable amount of tickets for his appearance last summer in uh, Laredo for Monday Night Raw. And then the December 30th tag team match on SmackDown in Tampa, Florida. They announced John Cena on Monday Night Raw. They sold 2,000 more tickets as of this week. They'll probably end up selling out. The guy, make no mistake about it, the announcement, the city that they were in, Laredo, they sold out the building, and then Tampa, they sold that out. Tampa didn't have anything special for an advance. And then as soon as they announced John Cena, they started moving really, really quick. The other show... The same thing, the guy can move tickets. John Cena, Austin Theory, going to be a banger. That's what they're setting up for. The last I heard, John Cena was obviously, you know, planned to wrestle Austin Theory. They had filmed at that December 30th show, they had filmed something with he and Theory. Don't know how many weeks were filmed, but shit was filmed. And now we're going to get him in the flesh Who knows if they're going to end up filming some more stuff while he's there to kind of back end the weeks that he's not there and we'll get the match at WrestleMania. But Austin Theory's been teasing it. I'm sure something will be more than confirmed on March 6th and the United States Championship will be on the line at WrestleMania between John Cena and Austin Theory. Good. Should be a banger match. Can't wait to see it. WWE is very concerned about Sami Zayn and the chance, the popularity of Sami Zayn during Monday Night Raw this past week in, where were they? Ottawa. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. They were very concerned about Sami Chance drowning out Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Now, before I read the report, I said it on Monday and I am still firmly behind Whatever I said on Monday, Cody Rhodes is not, I don't care what you think, I don't care what uh, the internet says, I don't care what WWE wants you to think, Cody Rhodes is not the most important storyline going into WrestleMania. He will not be, and he will be second place to Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn and whatever he is doing, whether it's against Roman whether it's a triple threat with Roman and Cody, or whether it's Sami and KO versus the Usos. Sami Zayn will be the most important thing going into WrestleMania, no matter who is wrestling Roman Reigns for the WWE Championships. On Monday's Raw in Ottawa, WWE had Cody Rhodes come out for a segment, but he was quickly, quickly, he didn't even say anything, did Cody. Quickly interrupted by Paul Heyman. While speaking on The Observer, Dave Meltzer noted that WWE was concerned with the Zayn chance during Rhodes' promo, so they kept it short by having Heyman come out. They didn't kill the story by having him lose. When Cody was out there, the stuff with Cody and Heyman, they were very concerned about Sammy Chance, which is one of the reasons why they got Heyman out there in seconds. They did not want Cody in there by himself because they thought that if he's out there alone, that the audience would have a chance to start chanting for Sammy and anything like that. So it ended up being a Heyman-Cody back and forth. 
It was designed to give the audience no chance to chant anything regarding Sammy because of the feeling that if they did, it would hurt Cody's momentum. And perhaps it would. And then it would create the groundswell, which is exactly what they don't want right now. But it didn't happen. It was a little on the flat side. Do you want to know what I heard on Monday? I heard Sammy come out to a hero's welcome in Ottawa. Clearly, it wasn't as loud as it was in Montreal on Friday and Saturday going into the chamber. But what I heard on Monday was another hometown crowd. And yes, it was a hometown crowd. And yes, Sammy's going to be favored in a hometown crowd more than Cody Rhodes on that soil. But Sammy Zayn was the guy that weekend, okay? Let's get that out of the way. Now, if we see Sammy and Kevin Owens on Monday Night Raw again, and then we see another segment with Cody on Monday, then that's going to be the moment that I want you guys to pay very close attention to. And if I'm a guessing man or a betting man, I'm going to say that even then on American soil, that Cody Rhodes is not going to be, the reaction for Cody Rhodes is not going to be greater than it will be for Sami Zayn. Should WWE, be, should WWE be worried about Sami Zayn or concerned about Sami Zayn? No. Why are you worried about Sami Zayn? Whose fault is this? This is WWE's fault. And you can go right back to the Royal Rumble. You can go right back to before the Royal Rumble with WWE announcing Cody Rhodes three weeks before the Royal Rumble, supposedly announcing him in the Royal Rumble without actually clearing him, he says. Yeah, sure. Sure thing. Don't know why WWE doctors would take a chance on clearing Cody Rhodes three weeks before he's actually cleared. Give me a break. You can go back to that. Whose fault is it? It's WWE's fault. Seems like WWE is very, very riddled with anxiety. But why are you concerned about Sami Zayn? Why don't you sit there and embrace Sami Zayn? Why don't you sit there and just sit there and admire the beauty of the storytelling that you have written and produced and given us? Why don't you sit there and admire the pro wrestling beauty in this storyline? No, but you're worried about Sami Zayn being more popular than Cody Rhodes. I I don't know why we're worried about Sami. I don't know why Sami needs to be fucking scaled back. I don't know why anybody's worried about anything. Here's a fucking notion. Why don't you book the fucking match the way that it needs to be booked instead of sitting on your ass and fucking waiting for something to happen? It's WWE's fault at the end of the day why Cody won't be in the right position going into WrestleMania. Not Sammy's, not the fans. It's going to be WWE's. And again, I wonder how much of that hinges on Vince McMahon. How much of that hinges on Vince McMahon? How much does Vince McMahon have a say in what they're doing with Roman? Because if you think Vince McMahon has no fucking say in what's going on with Roman, you're a complete blithering idiot. Oh, Sammy should have won the title at Elimination Chamber. Oh, Sammy should have been the world champion coming out of the Elimination Chamber. You're a complete idiot. Do you honestly think, never mind the common sense behind it, Roman losing the title before WrestleMania, six weeks before WrestleMania, reaching 900 days. Yeah, let's take the title off of him at an event not named WrestleMania. Never mind that. 
Do you genuinely think that WWE Vince McMahon is going to allow Sami Zayn to go into WrestleMania as the world champion over Roman Reigns? I mean, holy fucking shit. I know I'm good at what I do, but please don't separate the gap that much from me and everybody else. No way possible on any planet would Vince McMahon allow that to happen. Why did Sami Zayn win the world championship at the Elimination Chamber? Vince McMahon. That's why. Point blank fucking period. But WWE is concerned about Sami Zayn. Book the fucking story with Cody and Roman the way that it needs to be booked and stop giving me fucking a sob story about Dusty and his family and all this other shit. You want the story to be taken to the next level, the personal level? Look at what MJF did on Dynamite last night with Brian Danielson. He took something that supposedly is very real, his engagement being broken off, and the fucking desire for that man who wanted a family, wanted children with that woman, wanted to start a life together, was told no for an engagement. And then he threw it back in Brian's face, saying that he would rather yearn for the spotlight than be at home with his family You're taking everything for granted. That's exactly what WWE needs to do with this Cody Rhodes situation. I need to hear about his days on the indies. I need to know why Cody asked for his release from WWE, why he went to the indies to prove himself, why he started a rival promotion to go head-to-head with WWE, why he needed to make a name for himself to come back here, what his problem is with Roman Reigns and everybody like Roman Reigns. That's the story. Now we're five weeks. Now we're five weeks to tell that story. With every week dwindling down, you have less and less and less time to tell the proper story. I don't give a shit what Road Dog says. I don't give a shit what any of these writers say. Five weeks is not enough time to tell the story between Cody and Roman Reigns. Do you know what the suitable amount of time would have been? The time that Sami Zayn is put into the storyline with the bloodline. That's the amount of time. That's the amount of time. I'm telling you right now, I wanted Cody to be the guy. I still think Cody and Roman's the right match. Do I honestly think, do I honestly think Cody Rhodes is walking out of WrestleMania as the world heavyweight champion? No, I don't. It is one of the most unpredictable matches right now that we could possibly do is Roman and Cody. WWE's given me no reason to believe Roman should lose the championships. Roman has given me no reason to believe he should lose the championships. Cody has given me no reason. This is the the big one. Cody's given me no reason why he deserves the world championship. Five weeks? Five weeks. Not enough time. It's not enough time. Don't give a shit what anybody says. That's why people are siding with Sammy. That's why Sammy is the people's champion right now, not Cody. That's why Sammy going to WrestleMania is the most important thing going into WrestleMania, and it's not Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, going up against Roman. WWE even left all of this open on Monday night. They didn't give you any indication that Sammy's going up against Jay or Jimmy and the tag team titles. I mean, they had Kevin Owens walk away from Sammy. There's no sign of a tag team or a tag team match there. Five weeks, but they're concerned about Sammy. Blame yourselves. 
Look at yourselves. The way you handled Cody Rhodes going into the Royal Rumble, strike one. Cody coming out at number 30 and saying he eliminated 29 under guys, which at this point, you know, you could take out Rey Mysterio. He never even showed up. Baron Corbin never even made the ring. 26 fucking guys. 27 guys. Says he eliminated a field of 29. He was in there with six guys. Coming out at number 30, lasting 15 minutes and winning the Royal Rumble. Yay! Let's celebrate Cody Rhodes going to WrestleMania. No fucking struggle at all. Meanwhile, WWE still had Sammy and Roman heading into the chamber. They tried to do the right thing by having Cody be Sammy's personal cheerleader. That worked great. And then they give us this segment on Monday, which was a fucking fail. And it did nothing but waste a week. Now we're down to five weeks. And you want me to invest my time in Cody Rhodes sufficiently in five weeks when we've got nine months, ten months of Sammy in the pipeline. You want me to believe Cody deserves it more than Sammy Zayn? I don't know who's in the business of writing stories. I don't get paid to write stories, but I'm not an idiot as well. Anybody seeing this storyline would prefer Sammy over Cody. So WWE, stop worrying and let shit play out. Now I'm going to tell you exactly what everybody tells me. Let it play out. Why are you concerned about Sammy Zayn? Why don't you just embrace the beauty of what you've done with him? Tell the fucking story with Cody Rose the way that it needs to be told and shut the fuck up. Stop worrying about everything else that you can't control. Typical WWE can't control the narrative going into WrestleMania. We want this, but the fans want that. Now it's losing control. Typical, typical, typical WWE. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Roman Reigns. He's not advertised. Not advertised for an upcoming premium live event. WWE is going to be at the O2 Arena in London, July 1st, for Money in the Bank. And based on advertisements, Roman Reigns is not currently expected to work the show. Reigns is not being advertised for the show. Based on advertisements for the event listed on WWE's website, WWE is instead advertising Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, The Android, and Cody Rhodes. The Tribal Chief is not listed on the poster for the show either. That could change. Not really hanging my hat on. Oh my God, he's not on the poster. It's fucking February. The show doesn't take place till July. We could see 10 posters in that time made with Roman Reigns on it. Reigns did headline the premium live events at Clash of the Castle against Drew McIntyre. It's also possible that Roman Reigns will be added to the show later on. But with tickets going on sale this week, if he was going to work the show, then WWE would want to advertise him on the show to sell more tickets in advance. That doesn't mean shit. WWE is going to London for Money in the Bank for the first time in in how long? At the O2 Arena. It's the first time they were in the United Kingdom for a pay-per-view in 30 years with Clash of the Castle. So this is their second year in a row that they're going back to the United Kingdom for a major pay-per-view. Do they need Roman Reigns on the advertisements? The show's going to sell out with no poster. It doesn't matter who's on there. You could put Drew McIntyre on the fucking poster. The goddamn thing would sell out. And Drew McIntyre only. And the fucking thing would sell out. The tickets are going to be sold regardless if Roman is on the poster or not. Roman didn't even show up at Money in the Bank this year. 
He didn't wrestle up money in the bank this year. The fuck do we need him for? Does he got to defend the title every pay-per-view? I don't mind Roman not defending the title once out of pay-per-view. I don't want strings of pay-per-views to go on and Roman's not defending the title. Maybe that th- maybe there's something going on there. I don't know. Who knows? As soon as Money in the Bank's over, we got SummerSlam. Roman ain't missing SummerSlam. So if he misses Money in the Bank, fine. That highlights the both the, the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. There you go. Maybe that's WWE's mentality about it. Hey, we don't want Roman on the show. The Money in the Bank matches are the highlight of the show. That should be most important. That sets things up for the next 12 months. Maybe they just want to highlight those two ladder matches and nothing else. I think people are looking too much into Roman not appearing on a fucking poster. Things change. And Roman doesn't need to be on the show as referenced by last year's Money in the Bank. Edge and Finn Balor, they may have a different look and presentation at WrestleMania this year. WrestlingNews.co exclusively reported in December that WWE had plans to do Edge versus Finn Balor at the Royal Rumble inside Hell in a Cell. And Balor would portray the demon while Edge was internally listed to do the brood character. This would have been a way to further the Judgment Day and Edge feud. Now, the match was nixed due to Edge's filming schedule, not allowing him to appear on WWE TV in the lead up to it. Fightful is reporting that the company, or some in the company, felt as if the demon persona didn't fit during the current iteration of the Judgment Day and were against it in this situation. However, there were others who felt like that match would have needed the extra buzz of it returning. Edge and Beth Phoenix wrestled Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley and Balor at Elimination Chamber and beat them. I thought the feud would have been over and Edge was going to move on to something else, but it certainly looks like with what happened on Monday Night Raw with Edge wrestling Austin Theory for the United States Championship and his chances of winning the title, ruined by Finn Balor, that we are getting plans for Edge and Balor going into WrestleMania. And whatever happened here, it looks like we're getting that happening at WrestleMania. More than likely, we'll get the demon. Finn Balor is angry. He's going to channel his inner demon. Edge, he's going to combat the demon with the brood version of himself. And we're going to get that inside Hell in a Cell. I mean, the two characters work perfectly in the setting of Hell in a Cell. And I think a Hell in a Cell match to blow off a feud, great. The fact that they got rid of the pay-per-view is even better because we haven't seen a Hell in a Cell match, you know, at a a premium live event since the name of the show was canceled by Triple H. Good. It should only be saved for feuds and moments like this. And the fact that it's happening at WrestleMania makes WrestleMania even that much more epic. I love it. So it's going to be a great thing to see both of these guys channel their, their past to vanquish each other at WrestleMania. Love it. Major update on Omos versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I remember reading weeks ago that WWE held creative meetings and Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania opponent was so heavily guarded that nobody knew who his opponent would be at WrestleMania and it was top secret. All of a sudden, we have Brock Lesnar... And Omos, now the idea of that existing, following Monday Night Raw. Now, before I get anybody 
taking me out of context, which is like the fucking usual thing that happens on this show because you're a bunch of complete morons and don't want to listen to what anything I have to say. I said this on Monday. I said this, I hope to God that this is a red herring. I hope to God that this is a, a fill-in, a, a thought to get us to the next phase of this. Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar feud, maybe Omos leads to the return of the Hurt Business, and Omos is nothing but a fucking stand-in, that the Hurt Business gets back together, and it's one big sneak attack by the Hurt Business and MVP and Omos to finally take out Brock Lesnar to a point where they make a match at WrestleMania. I said that on Monday. I'm not an idiot. I know that this could absolutely be a red herring. Then we got news coming out, and several reported it yesterday, that Brock Lesnar and Omas is actually the plan for WrestleMania. So this is coming from Dave Meltzer. And again, you know, Meltzer's not always correct. Meltzer is, I would say, 50-50 on what he reports. So... WWE, according to Meltzer, is booking Lesnar versus Omos at WrestleMania. Now, Bray Wyatt came out on on SmackDown before the Chamber and said, the winner of the Lashley-Lesnar match would be looking at him, and whoever walks out of that match should better run. I I don't know why anybody out there in in pro wrestling la-la land would want Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. Shit. Can't imagine that being, with the, with the body of work that we've seen Brock Lesnar do with everybody else but Roman Reigns, you're confident in Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar? Man, oh man, you got way too much faith. Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt, holy shit, just the clash of styles is fucking nauseating to my stomach. I don't want to see that ever. And neither should you. Then we got... Lesnar versus Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, holy fucking shit. What an awful idea. I threw out maybe, maybe Lesnar and Lashley versus Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania. Don't know how we'd get there. They'd have some explaining to do in the next five weeks to get us there with Lashley and Lesnar being on the same fucking side after wanting to maul each other for the last year. Nothing here makes sense. Nothing here makes sense. And you mean to tell me Vince McMahon's not saying anything about WrestleMania? He's got no say at all creatively in WrestleMania. Two Vince McMahon ideas right there. Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt, absolutely a Vince McMahon idea. And Brock Lesnar vs. Omos, absolutely on top of that, a Vince McMahon idea. You will not be able to convince me otherwise. I don't give a shit what anybody says or reports. Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. Where the fuck did Bray Wyatt go? This man and his return was heralded as one of the greatest returns ever, ever. Showed up at Extreme Rules. We got all the lore. We got the viral campaign with the White Rabbit. We got Uncle Howdy and the mask and all these fucking QR codes. They really set the world ablaze with Bray Wyatt to ultimately give him a shit match at Royal Rumble And then this news, has there ever been anybody in our generation that started off as the hottest guy in the entire sport 
and has gone ice cold in such a quick amount of time. If I'm Bray Wyatt, I'm questioning why I even came back to this shit. Do you think Bray Wyatt envisioned Bobby Lashley as his plan for WrestleMania? Or Brock Lesnar as his plan for... None of them have anything to do with Bray Wyatt. Nothing. Yet this is the best we got. Vince, 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 Vince is back in charge. You may not want to think it, but Vince has say going into WrestleMania, proof in the pudding. Triple H... I don't give a shit if Triple H had a fucking all-night binge alcohol fucking situation with Stephanie McMahon. There is no way that I would I would believe at all Triple H would book either of these matches at WrestleMania. No fucking way. No way. No way. Bray Wyatt, for all the fucking Bray Wyatt enthusiasts out there, how do you feel about this? Honestly, it's a genuine question. How do you feel about this? I know you can't be happy. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. How does this tie up any storyline, loose ends, with Bray Wyatt? They have absolutely no business being in the ring with each other at all. Bray Wyatt is ice fucking cold. Ice cold. Name anybody on the roster, and they're warmer and hotter than Bray Wyatt. Who looks better coming out of that, that match at the Royal Rumble? Certainly not Bray Wyatt. L.A. Knight has more momentum going into, Bray, into WrestleMania than Bray Wyatt does. Holy shit. Nothing is confirmed. We'll find out on Monday. But according to Meltzer, this is the match. This is the match. We go from Lesnar and Gunther, which was never the match. I'm tired. It's another narrative I'm tired of hearing. It, Gunther is not defending the IC title against Brock Lesnar. Please, for the love of God, shut the fuck up about Gunther and Brock Lesnar. It is not happening and was never planned to happen at WrestleMania. On what fucking planet would you take Brock Lesnar and Gunther over Gunther and Sheamus? And him winning the Intercontinental title for the very first time in his career. On what planet? Stop with the Gunther and Lesnar narrative. It ain't happening. He's on Raw. Gunther's on SmackDown. It ain't happening. We go from Gunther, a rumor of Gunther and Lesnar, to Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brock Lesnar, to Bray Wyatt, and now Omos. I mean, holy fucking shit. They've gotten worse with every fucking option. Unbelievable. Bray Wyatt is as dead as I've ever seen him. And that says a lot coming from the fiend. Speaking of Gunther, WWE is returning to Madison Square Garden on March 12th. And at least one match on the card will have WrestleMania implications. Tweeted out by the official Madison Square Garden Twitter account, a 20-man battle royal will be held and the winner of that match will challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Not really what I had envisioned for the Intercontinental title, but WWE wants to make these Madison Square Garden house shows seem important. Maybe they're struggling with ticket sales in the New York City market. I don't know. The names listed. 
Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, The New Day, Rey Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, The Miz, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Johnny Gargano, Omos, Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Rick Boog, Santos Escobar, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Corbin, Cross. And you want, and you think, Gunther and Lesnar is going to happen at WrestleMania. I mean, if this match is actually taking place, and this is legit news, Lesnar's not even in the Battle Royal, so how the fuck is Lesnar going to wrestle Gunther at WrestleMania if he ain't going to be in a match to help him win the opportunity to go wrestle Gunther at WrestleMania? Maybe that should end the narrative right there. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are clearly odds-on favorites here. McIntyre, what are you doing with McIntyre if you do Sheamus and Gunther? Easy, you just do the Lex Luger and Bret Hart Battle Royal outcome here, 1994 Royal Rumble outcome here, and you have both guys go over the top rope at the same time, and then you do a triple threat match. There you go. Otherwise, if you do Sheamus and Gunther, where are you putting Drew McIntyre on the WrestleMania card? They, 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 they probably make more sense doing it together for the triple threat match in the IC title than leaving Drew McIntyre off the card completely. I'll take it. Gunther versus Sheamus versus McIntyre. What a fucking banger that's going to end up being. And maybe that's why they did it in a battle royal, because it's the easiest way to get not one but two contenders for the Intercontinental title and the right to challenge Gunther at WrestleMania. The fact that it's happening at, at Madison Square Garden, I don't know, man. I would rather see something like that happen on a Monday Night Raw. Trish Stratus. Update on Trish Stratus. This is coming from several reports. There are reports going around that Trish Stratus should have been the guest on Bailey's Ding Dong Hello segment and was even included on the rundowns for the show. However, reports are saying that while Stratus was at the show on Monday, she ended up leaving. So creative changes were cited as why Trish Stratus did not end up on Ding Dong Hello now, Becky Lynch and Lita will challenge for the tag team titles on Monday. A Twitter account known as WKRD Wrestling, I guess everybody now is a fucking journalist, noted that Trish Stratus is still on the way and working a storyline she wanted to for a long time. After conferring with them directly, it was verified by several within the company that a proposed program that involved Becky Lynch and possibly other high-level stars had been planned as of last week. Now, nobody knows what's going on until we see the outcome of Monday, but Trish Stratus, I guess we'll find out whether she's involved or not. The relationship with WWE and Trish Stratus is reportedly fine, and there's no dissension between the Stratus and WWE camps. So this is very simple. I mean, I don't see why Becky Lynch and Lita would win the tag team championships. Lita is only being used here to add star power to this obviously dead feud between Bailey and Becky Lynch. And I don't see the tag team championships going anywhere at WrestleMania. I think they're saving that for Shayna and Ronda. If Shayna and Ronda aren't getting a major WrestleMania match, then I'm assuming that the WWE is going to keep the titles on damage control and when they can, put the titles on Shayna and Ronda. Otherwise, I don't know why the fuck we paired them together as a tag team on SmackDown. So I see Bailey interfering on Monday. I see some sort of disqualification. Then I see Trish come out, and even the odds here, and we get a six-woman tag team match at WrestleMania with Becky, Lita, and Trish versus Bailey, EO, and Dakota. Six-woman tag team match. Everybody's happy. 
Where does Shayna and Ronda go at WrestleMania? I have no fucking idea. Who cares? WrestleMania is probably better off without them. The other thing that I talked about on Monday was maybe Becky and Lita win the tag team championships. Lita did say she'd love to go into WrestleMania as tag team champion. Maybe we get Becky and Lita winning the tag team championships with the help of Trish. And then we get Becky and Lita defending the tag team titles against Shayna and Ronda at WrestleMania. That gets Becky and Ronda in the same ring together. Because WWE was, I mean, this, this, this goes back the last four years. They wanted to do that match one-on-one at some point when Ronda came back full-time. Clearly, it wasn't going to happen this year. But maybe this is their way to get Ronda and Becky in the ring together at WrestleMania. Instead of doing a one-on-one match, they just do a tag team match and include Shayna Baszler, who also has history with Becky Lynch. And then we do Bailey and Trish at WrestleMania. I don't know. Where does that leave EO and Dakota? I don't know. They'll be at WrestleMania. Do they need to be in a match? I ain't missing anything if they're not on the card. Maybe that's the way we go. Either one of those two roads I could see happening. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And one last piece of news here, man. Cameron Grimes to the moon. I miss Cameron Grimes, man. Cameron Grimes has made a name for himself in WWE. I loved the millionaire gimmick he played on NXT, man. So fucking, so great. So much charisma. So entertaining was Cameron Grimes. Grimes had his last television match in November when he lost to Joe Gacy on NXT. Grimes has yet to be called up to the main roster, and he was getting prepped for a main roster call-up. Meltzer talked about Cameron Grimes on The Observer, and noted that WWE is still planning to have him on the main roster, but they don't have a storyline for him, so he's just waiting for that to be mapped out. By the way, Meltzer says, I've been asked this question like a million times in the last couple of weeks. I'm exaggerating the number, haha. What's going on with Cameron Grimes? Okay, so the deal was that Cameron Grimes was finishing up in NXT because he was getting called up to the main roster. Right now, what's going on is that they are waiting for an idea for the main roster, so he's in limbo. He's finished with NXT, and he's supposed to be on the main roster, but they don't have a story for him, so they're waiting to come up with a story for him. So that's going. That's what's going on with Cameron Grimes. And it falls right in line with Triple H's initiative. I don't want to call anybody up unless we have a solid plan for them on the main roster. Point blank, done. I can't sit there or sit here and look at that and say, oh, man, they need to call him up now. No. If you don't have a plan for him, I don't want to see him. Simple. This isn't Vince McMahon. Triple H doesn't do these things like Vince McMahon used to do them. He'd call people up from NXT because he wanted them and then discard them after two weeks. Oh, they're, 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 not, they're not what I want. Yeah, I don't know what to do with them. Get rid of them. Terminate them. Pack them up. Future endeavored. Cameron Grimes is a great talent. He's got natural charisma that could go... And be very successful on the main roster. Just come up with something and give us the old Cameron Grimes back that we used to get when he was in NXT. And then Vince McMahon took over NXT and then they had him shave his head. They, they fucking cut his hair. They shaved his chest hair. I mean, they, they basically took him and made him into something that he wasn't. Thinking that, oh, it's going to be a better look for WWE television. He was great the way he was. Why change something that was obviously working? He never was the same after Vince and Bruce took over NXT. 
Anyway, guys. That's all I got for you. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show, man. We're near 2,000 people on this Thursday afternoon, man. Love it. Hit that thumbs up. We had almost 2,000 in here, man. I'd love if you guys can get the live stream as close to 1,000 likes as possible. Go and do that for me, man. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. Memberships are open. We got three new members. Thank you guys very much. And follow me on social media. At JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Also, hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for all notifications. Tonight's show is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use that code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And you're going to go get yourself the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. I got it. I love it. And it's fucking awesome. It's time to take your beard game to the next level. And it all starts with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. No more messy drawers full of add-ons. This trimmer, first off, it's cordless. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof. You can shave in the shower, avoid all that hair in the sink. It's titanium-coated with a T-blade that is tough enough on hair but smooth on your face. And it's going to be satisfaction every single time. They're also going to throw in... The beard shampoo and beard conditioner. Remember, guys, hair on your face is different than any other part of your body. You need what you need to make sure this is feeling and looking right. Plus, they're going to give you beard oil, beard balm, and three free gifts, a beard brush, a beard comb, and scissors to ensure that your beard is looking perfect. 20% off, free shipping, code SCRIPT20 at checkout. The Beard Hedger from Manscaped. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Let's get into the Super Chats, guys. Son Jeremy with a 999 Super Chat. JD, my guy. Loving these Thursday streams. Hope all is well in the venue and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Going to go for a jog for about 20 minutes and then make dinner and have me a nice, cold adult beverage. Julio Reyes with a new membership. Julio, what the fuck are you drinking, Julio? Paul David Elliott with a 14 months. Is anyone psyched for WrestleMania? I'm confident that Triple H will still have creative power after WrestleMania. We'll see, Paul David. We'll we'll see. Don't be naive like everybody else and think that Vince and the likelihood of Vince taking back creative is not going to happen. Steven with a $5 super chat. Thoughts on moving Drew back to the bloodline story and doing KO and Drew versus the Usos. Sammy is the one to beat Roman. 
Cody has no story with the bloodline. LTB. No. Drew McIntyre has been uh, kind of engaged with Sheamus for many, many weeks now. So moving him on to the bloodline would absolutely make no sense whatsoever. We've been there, done that, man. Hiru with a $5 super chat. If Brock needed a WrestleMania opponent, why not Bronson Reed? You want to create a new star? You have Reed beat him at WrestleMania. Hiru, I like the way you think, bro. I like the way you think. I love it. Bronson Reed and Brock Lesnar would be a fucking match I would have huge interest in. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind, man. Thank you so much. That's why I like you guys being here, man. It's You guys give me ideas that sometimes I, I don't think of on my own. Because I got so many other fucking things to think about. But Vince has to say, so no, we're not going to get that. Scott Woodford with a new membership. Thank you, Scott. What the fuck are you drinking, Scott? Cody Snyder with 10 months. Getting close to that one year. Yes, man. Two more months and you got yourself a golden microphone. Thank you for 10 months. Brian Edwards with 16 months. I'm going to be the father of a beautiful baby girl in June. Brian Edwards. Cheers to you, brother. Congratulations, man. Thank you for being here, bro. Tone C with the new membership. Thank you, Tone C. What are you drinking tonight, bro? Michelle Moran with the $2 Super Jack. Can suppressing Sammy Chance backfire against Cody? Yes. Absolutely. Cody Snyder also with a $10 Super Chat. Man, I watched that short Mercedes doc on her channel. It made me think of a dream match feud I've had for years. AJ Lee and Mercedes. Very unlikely. I know. But I also know to never say never. Cody, Mercedes is going to do whatever is going to make women's wrestling better. And if that means a possible AJ Lee match at some point, she's going to try and make it happen. She's going to try and make anything happen. Eric Newton with a $10 super chat. Flag one for me that Vince is working his way back to creative with Charlotte winning the title. Absolutely, Eric. Flag two was Omos challenging Lesnar for WrestleMania. Omos versus Lesnar reeks of Vince McMahon. How could I forget the Charlotte thing, man? Absolutely. No way Triple H booked that to go down the way that it did. No, you cannot convince me otherwise. Good call, Eric. Tone C with a $5 Super Chat. Enjoying my new membership with a nice Hennessy. Old-fashioned. Sounds good, bro. Sounds good, man. Hollywood guy with a 5 and a 2. Imagine we will see the golden egg at WrestleMania and Vince's grapefruits. It's coming. Zayn wins money in the bank. Book it. It's always a possibility, bro. My early favorite for money in the bank, though, is L.A. Knight. Tay-Tay with a six months. Do you see Jay Uso screwing over Roman at WrestleMania? And also, can you do the Omos impression? Uh, I could see Jay Uso screwing, screwing over Roman at WrestleMania. Absolutely. I mean, the storyline began with him, and it could very well end with him. And I do not want to see the mighty Omos. <laughs> At WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar, 
Vampiric Rage with a $5 super chat. Hope you had a great day, JD. Excited for Resident Evil 4? Absolutely, bro. Can't wait. I know I am. Tay Tay with a $4.99. Do you put Ronda and Shayna on the WrestleMania SmackDown card since Trish, Lita, and Becky could be taking on damage control at Mania? Probably. Probably. I mean, listen, I don't know where you put them on the Mania card. I'm not even worried about it because they don't really make a difference to me. Tone C with a $10 super chat. One Seamus, Seamus Irish stout, please just drink it tonight. Or mixed reviews on the food. How are the tacos? The tacos suck, bro. Jesse's in the kitchen. Uh, his, uh, his game is off tonight. I do not recommend the tacos. And Titus is off, man. I don't even know. I don't know who the fuck's in the kitchen. Quite worried. I'm quite concerned back there. Juan with a $10 super chat. Love the show, he says. Thank you, Juan. Love that you're being here, man. D DGK dog with a 199. Still praying Charlotte doesn't main event mania. No. I'll talk about it when the tag team title match is made, man. I main event with Sammy and KO versus the Usos. Fuck Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Nightmare on Elm Street won with a new membership. Nightmare. What are you drinking, brother? Christopher Ortolani with a $2 super chat. Cena on March 6th will call out Theory. Yes, that, uh, what is it, March? It's March 5th, I believe. March 6th. It's March 6th, yeah. Uh, yes, he will call out Theory. The match will be uh, all but confirmed on that Monday Night Raw. Anyway, guys, um, thank you for a great show tonight. Enjoying these Thursday streams. Breaks up everything in the middle of the week, so it's not so overloaded on Sunday. Edward, with an 18 months, joined late. So not sure if you discussed this, but might Vince have a hand with Bray's booking? I don't see why Triple H brings back the Firefly Funhouse. I mean, I don't know. It's very iffy with Bray. Sometimes, you know, that may be a Bray call. Who knows what that man is thinking? But... Could it be a Vince call? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, guys, I'm about to get out of here. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me tonight in the OTS venue on your Thursdays. Happy hour. Happy hour is always great in the venue, man. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000. As close to 1,000 as we can get. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go check out Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code script20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel, man. Tons of content on there, including last night's great discussion on the AEW Dynamite post Monday Night Raw and YouTube Shorts man with more coming tomorrow and this weekend guys the next time you see me live tomorrow night Friday night Smackdown we got a lot to discuss tomorrow night and you'll see me live on off the script until then guys let me see those ace emojis in the chat those Mustang emojis those rock on emojis and let me hear that music on Max I will see you guys tomorrow live with Smackdown right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.